I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Buck Off Podcast with Lane Grant. Welcome everybody, this is your host Christopher Rennie bringing another episode of the Buck Off Podcast with Land Grant Holy Land and as always I am joined today by Jordan Williams. How you doing today Jordan? Uh, man, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain too much. Uh, I can't believe it's already Thursday. Um, life has been going too crazy, too fast, but uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. You know, as we record, we record on Thursdays, so... Uh, Ohio State is currently in a battle with Northwestern in basketball. Um, in about as entertaining of a game as Ohio State's football game against Northwestern in football. Yeah, football game in football. That's where I'm at this Thursday. But, yeah, I, I think uh, as many people have accepted before me, uh, this season's pretty cooked. So I'm just having it on in the background just because what else we're going to do, right? I could not tell you. <laughs> well, I have one NFL honors, but like, it's not like that's much better. Yeah, it's like ah, uh, Patrick Mahomes gets another award. Ah, uh, what's a? I don't know who's going to win the defense. Oh, Nick Bosa. Oh, we're gonna have a few Buckeyes represented yeah. tonight. Gary oh, Wilson's gonna get the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Gary Wilson came on very strong at the end of the year. It was fun, honestly. I think. I think watching 
Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And you know the worst part was having Chris Olave on my fantasy team and checking every week to see if Jameis Winston was going to come back and then just it kept being Andy Dalton. That was that was like the worst part of my entire football season, like all together. Like collectively everything involved with it uh, was having Andy Dalton basically – Ruin all the excitement I had after week one of fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's not not very not very fun. Um, honestly, I and I kind of already thought this, and then I got convinced of it by people smarter than me. Uh, the wide the rookie of the year should actually be Chris Olave, but. <clears throat> You're not going to fight against Ohio State wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a 1A, 1B thing. I think they'll share the award. Um, it just sucks that he's not, that they didn't even include him. Yeah. Oh, it was like, you know, I mean, he could have left a year early and won his rookie of the year. But, you know, life happens. You know, you stay in. Everyone gets excited. It was great. Uh, I have a Chris Olave sweatshirt now, and that's cool because NIL. So it all worked out for everybody involved. Honestly, and you you know that you're good, right? Like you don't need people to tell you that you're good. You you know it. Yeah, and you know the thing is, like I think Olave came into the league uh, with, I think much lower ex. Oh, I don't know. Like he personally didn't, but I think a lot of people had much lower expectations with what the uh, the Saints were bringing to the table, right? And not not to say the Jets were supposed to be great, but. Just from a quarterback standpoint, you knew there was going to be some semblance of can. Well, not with Zach Wilson. I guess I'm wrong. I'm just wrong here. Uh, both of them came into pretty rough quarterback situations. Yeah, I just think that people believed in him less. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, because like he was like I, I was going to say he's not a burner, but he was a burner. He ran a four two. Like he's a little. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you why they didn't. Like the same him. speed. Like I guess like Garrett Wilson jumps a little higher, right? Yeah, he explodes off the field a little bit more. He's a little bit better in one-on-one situations. Like, not, not really. Not really, though. I, th- it's, I think it's like a styles thing. Like, um, Chris Olave is more like, I don't know, like, consistent. He's consistent, yeah. but he's not flashy. And I think people kind of wanted that flashy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, and Garrett, like I'm not to say Garrett Wilson's like like overtly flashy. It's just the way his like explosiveness just pops off the screen. Like everything, like it, everything happens. Like I think we talked about this when we were going into last season. Uh, like Chris Olave is more like I can't remember. He, he's like silky smooth, and then. Like jazz, and then Garrett Wilson's like rock and roll. It's like ba ba, and then he's like doing cool stuff, and then like Garrett Will- or Chris Olave is just like breaking people off and doing it just so effortlessly. Yeah, and if you, I think it's also like one one word to throw around there that people used to say is he's a technician. And yeah, absolutely. If you don't like know or respect the wide receiver position, it can be boring. And like that's yeah. unfortunate, but it can be boring. Boring, so you know it is what it is. Yeah, he wins with all the subtleties of the position, where Garrett Wilson wins with all the things people love to like cheer about the beauty. Yeah, but either way, I, I think Brian Hartline's an offensive coordinator now, thanks to those two. 
You would not be wrong in saying that. You would be 100% right. Um, the other guys are on the roster, but they haven't done it yet. Obviously, Marvin Harrison included. I might get yeah. it, but largely, largely them. Uh, yeah, who who else we got being potentially on Nick Bosa for sure. I mean, he's a freak. Um, I think the funniest thing about Nick Bosa was like the Chargers getting eliminated in that horrible manner. Um, like you know, blowing that lead and then Joey Bosa spiking his helmet, and that's like the lasting memory you get of Joey. And then yeah. younger brother Nick Bosa is going to be the defensive player of the year. And it kind of sucked because Joey dealt with a lot of injuries this year, and he barely played. I looked at his stats; like he barely played this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Brandon Staley still has a job. I, I, this is this is For fun. Now. This is an NFL show. Yeah, this is what we're doing today. We're doing NFL stuff. Um, why not? Yeah. Why not? The offseason. to talk about it. Yeah, it would, if there was a trash talk of the year award, you know, Eli Apple still wouldn't win it, but like, <laughs> oh, um, uh, he'd come up just short, like, you know, the Bengals. No, uh, I just probably just made half our audience pretty mad there. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. They, under, they know where we're coming from. Uh, I don't know. Is Joe Burrow up for the MVP? I know it's probably Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. Like any recognition there? There's, there's no. not an or. It's just it's just Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It's I, I mean, I not, think, it's Patrick Mahomes. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think Patrick Mahomes deserves it. Right? Like. I mean, yeah, he had a crazy year. Like five thousand yards, almost. I think I can't remember the number, but. I mean, they're the two guys who got their teams to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I think I think Justin Fields should get some love for Offensive Player of the Year. Um, his team was terrible, but man, he was awesome. They're not going to do it, unfortunately. Yeah, but if I had to predict uh, most likely Ohio former Ohio State player to win MVP, he's probably at the top of the list, right? Um, easily, because like a receiver's not going to win it. Nick and Joey Bosa would have to be so dominant to win it. It really just probably if he could get the Bears to 10 wins, I think there's very much a possibility. Um, 10 wins. Well, I mean, they don't like Bears. Bears. You're right. 10 wins and another thousand yard season. He would have to throw for at least for like 3,800 yards, though. He's he's been at like 22. He would have to get into 4,000 or close. Another like 1,300 yard rushing season. Maybe, I don't know, like 40 combined touchdowns. I I could see it in contention at least for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Garrett Wilson and Crystal Alvey are both very much in line to win their respective conferences Offensive Player of the Year awards in the near future. So that's that's exciting. That's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we we know what we're like. There's not a lot to talk about. Ohio State doesn't have a lot of news going around it, so. Let's just get into the Super Bowl. Let's do it. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to be watching it. Everyone's going to be watching it. It's the biggest sporting event of the year. Um, you know, something for everybody. As always, you got the commercials. You got the uh, the football itself. And then you've got the halftime. Um, 
there's a pregame concert now. I didn't know they did that, but yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I, I know this is the craziest thing to me. Like seeing how much people bet in Ohio from January first until last weekend when the AFC NFC championships were, it was absurd. And like Vegas is our like sixteen billion dollars. Or not Vegas, but gambling companies like over sixteen billion dollars in money has been bet. That's, that's absurd. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a whole economy. That's a that's a like it's like a small country's economy being gambled. <laughs> I mean, and a large majority of it being lost. If we're going to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if that number is real, but I saw that on Twitter. It was I think it was from John Oran, the athletics. Oh no, not John Oran. Whoever Angel Martin, whoever the athletics business reporter is, I think was talking about that. And it's absurd. Like people be betting. Uh, I've been. I haven't placed a wager, and this is this is good for me. I haven't placed a wager since the conference championship game. So no college basketball, nothing, no NBA. I haven't haven't you know just put something on because I was bored. That's that's growth. That's self growth, and that's all going to end come Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I I already talked about. I don't like losing money, so I knew I wasn't going to do anything until. Uh, around this time so I'm going to use all of my free bets like everyone that's left uh, will be used on the Super Bowl so yeah I'm money or I'm losing money either way I'll be out of free bets so yeah you know it it was funny and like as like a competitive person and a better like it was so funny to me that my girlfriend would get all the free plays like I'd use I'd tell her to sign up for like betting sites and stuff and she'd be like, yeah, I'm going to place a bet today. She'd place like a $20 free play on like a first basket bet. Like wouldn't hit for me in like a million years, a first basket bet. She had like four in a row. <laughs> wow. First basket bet. So I was like, all right, this is cool. She's like, is yeah, it- I'm going to go buy some shoes now. Free money. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, it was frustrating. So I'm over here grinding to break even at the end of the night. Like, come on, come on, Denver Nuggets. Or no, the worst one. I knew I was. I'm not at a low point, but I knew I was getting. I was getting into some chase when I was betting on Sacramento Kings games. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you need to call that number that they put on everything. Like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. that was responsible because no one knew the Kings were good yet, including Vegas. So I was just betting on the Kings. And- Win streak. Now they own me because they they caught on to my trick. Yeah, uh, betting on the Kings is still sick business, but at least you were winning. At least they were, you're yeah. right there, much better than people thought. Yeah, I, you know, as we talk, I think I'm in more sick oaks committees than just the college football one. <laughs> but that's something that is, you know, every two weeks we deal with that. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, when you're in one sickles committee, it's easy to get in another one. It's like daycare, right? (laughs) After the first child, you get a discount on the second one. Yeah, that's funny. That is a good way to look at it. It's like uh, getting into those, like, debates on, like, Reddit about LeBron's points, like, being much greater than, like, Michael Jordan's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's just because, uh, like, you know, all those arguments. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was playing against mailmen. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like something I should be involved in. I don't even know that much about the NBA right now. 
but we're all watching. Yeah, and that's one thing. You know, uh, before we get into our Super Bowl talk, I, I think we, I, you're you're a Northeast Ohio guy. I grew up, my family, my dad, he's always been Cleveland sports fan. So I was born into nah, – I wasn't born into being a Cavaliers fan, but, you know, I was very fortunate that my dad was and LeBron James was there. So, you know, been following him. 20 years i i my tweet didn't send it did that thing where it's like oh try later and i just didn't ever try again later but i was like i was six when lebron james scored his first basket and i'm 26 now crazy that was one of the like biggest time slaps in the face i've ever had yeah (laughs) um but it's crazy like someone someone obviously older than us was like yeah we've um We've seen LeBron's whole career. Like, we've seen every single one of his points. And, like, even for us, like, you know, we have – I'm a couple years older than you, but um, still, seen all of them, uh, been there from the beginning. Like, I – like, so I'm from Canton, and if people don't know this, Canton is 20 minutes away from Akron. So – I have older family members who played against LeBron in high school. Like, one of the years that he was good, like, well, sorry, they were always good. He was always good. One of the years that my high school was good, they played against him in the playoffs and got destroyed. My high school is not typically good at basketball, so they got destroyed by LeBron. Um, I have little cousins and nieces and nephews and things like that who grew up in Akron and benefited from LeBron's bike program. So, like LeBron, one of the one of LeBron's first charities was giving out free bikes to like students. One of my best friends' nephew is a part of his I Promise program, not the school, but his first I Promise program where they were getting free tuition to college like yeah like i i know a lot of people that were personally impacted by lebron and his foundation and also just like being there it's just really cool like akron's in the 330 cam's in the 330 so i just tell people he's putting on for the 330 and yeah it's for 20 years and you know i know a lot of like especially our older listeners are you know like it's like the same thing like i i probably don't respect michael jordan as much as i should because i never saw him play but like i always hate when people just can't appreciate what someone's doing in front of them either way yeah and i'm just like looking at it i'm like man how can you not see this how can you not see the accomplishments and all like you all you can see is four and six like what the what's wrong with people man like that's crazy and then 38,000 plus points is like and insane. top five in assists and top 10 in rebounds almost like that's insane yeah like and then you get those people who are like oh well i would like i would rather lose i would rather not make the finals than lose in the final and i'm like that's the stupidest as an athlete that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard i would yeah, i would were- rather be zero and 10 in the finals and make it than to have never made a final yeah, Jerry West is a logo. He was like two and like eleven in the finals. Yeah, like that. That is like mind blowing to me when people say that, and I'm like, you are kidding, right? Like you really, you don't believe the things that you're saying, like at all. Um, speaking of like he, like that shot is literally my phone screensaver. Um, yeah, thirty-eight thousand. I, I forgot the exact number. I always forget. It's. 38,388 or no, 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 38,338. It's one of those two. I just remember someone saying he's 38 and he hit 38388 or 38338. Either way, everything was 38. It's still crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just think that. I mean, that's one of those moments in sports where it's like, where were you? Um, 
I know exactly my friends where I was. We went to Adam Sandler before. I'm like, oh man, we're gonna miss the game and stuff. And I still saw it. I made my way home in time. That was crazy. You went to go see what? Adam Sandler. Oh wow, I didn't know he was. He still toured. Honestly. Yeah, Tuesday. My friend bought tickets for us like three months ago. I totally forgot about it till like Sunday night. And he's like Sandler in two days. I'm like, oh shoot. Look at that past self looking out. Yeah. And I think one of the other crazy things, like we don't have to get all the way in LeBron. I think one of the other crazy things is one, he wasn't supposed to hit this award until like after All-Star break and into March. He hit it the second week of February. And then not only did he hit it the second week in February, everyone's like, mm, he may not get it. And then he got it in the third quarter. Yeah. So like he exceeded the expectation of when he was even going to get it. And then he literally was just like, no, nah, I'm doing this. And that was my favorite part about it. When he yeah, showed not- up in the suit, the all-black suit, chest out with the brooch, the glasses, the, headphones. the chain, the headphones. Like, yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but and I, someone asked him a question afterward. And this is the funniest part. He said, I flew out all my friends, families, and teammates. They're on a red eye on Wednesday. If I didn't hit it, I would have had to extend them another night. He didn't even buy them a plane ticket or a hotel for Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Like he, 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 like if he didn't hit it, he was gonna extend it. They weren't gonna go home, but he knew he was hitting it. He said, "Y'all can leave on Wednesday. Don't even worry about it. I'm getting it on Tuesday." That is hilarious. That is funny. That's. I mean, honestly, once he showed up in the suit, I'm like, he's probably. If it's not, it's gonna be like Kobe's last game where Kobe just took 56 shots. He's getting it. Yeah. And then he also had a like a huge. Did you see the after party? Like they didn't plan did that. So I don't like. I don't know who was in it, who was invited, whatever. I just know that there was an after party because there was pictures videos of LeBron back in the suit clearly uh, on some things higher than life you know some yeah. alcoholic beverages maybe some Lobos which is uh, yeah Lobos tequila yeah this and, actually, uh, that's actually the official to, uh, tequila of the Buck Off podcast oh yeah yeah unofficial official tequila and as soon as LeBron wants to make it official official uh, we can do that LeBron hey, I know uh, you listen to us you're a big Ohio contracts, fan, man Contracts expire, you know, clutch, clutch sports, Spring Hill Entertainment, you know, Ohio yeah. State Podcast. <laughs> we, we are the official one. Uh, LeBron, I know you got to get your Ohio State news from somewhere. Yeah. Well, why, let, why not us? Why not? Uh, Who's got it no. better than us? <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, but no, it was fun. I, it's just one of those, like, crazy things that kind of traps you and, like, all those, like, sportsmen. Like, I hadn't really thought about, like, LeBron on the Cavs, like, for, like, a few years honestly and it just like made me think about all those times where it's like I I was like walking my dog and I was just thinking about you know college football is a grind it's 13 weeks but man if you're a big NBA fan those NBA playoffs from when do they start the end of March basically all the way until June it feels like or April the beginning of April all the way to June like that is two months of just basketball yeah. every other night like are they going to do it? And then you knew at the end they were going to go and play the Golden State Warriors, and you knew it was going to take, like, a superhuman effort, like, even more than, like, a typical LeBron effort to beat them. And it was just – I remember those – that was those, that probably took multiple years off my life to, that year of the Cavs. You and a lot of people. And that's why people – like, I just, like, I don't accept any, like, of that slander. Like, he went to eight straight finals. 
And honestly, yeah. I don't believe that you should like take off <laughs> records and things like that or whatever. But we can't ignore that his first final was his second or third year in the league, and he went up against the best team in the league. He yeah. should not have made that final. Like you no. can say he lost and he got swept or whatever, but he shouldn't have made that final. And then people try to tell me that team was good. It's like I watched that team. That was the yeah, only no, one to me. No, they weren't. Like, they had Sasha Pavlovich as their starting two, like. What are we talking about here? Who was it? Like Eric Snow? Yeah, like that. Like that was Eric Snow's from Eric Canada. Snow or <laughs> Hall of Famer Tony Parker. <laughs> Sasha Pavlovich or Manu Ginobili? Uh, shocking, honestly. I just I, I don't know which one that I would pick. True, oh, I don't know Tim Duncan or Zadruna Sogalskis. You know, it's like hindsight's you know. twenty twenty, but like. And I love Zadrunas Sokowskis. That was one of my favorite players in those old 2Ks because you remember in the old basketball video games, like you just play and they'd be – you just really would just need tall players. Yes. You just throw it down to the block and then just do like a little time up the baby hook and it would basically be automatic in like 2K6 and 7. <laughs> just like <sighs> literally different. This is different. Um, you remember this was one of the worst games ever. And we don't have to stay on this long with it being college, but you remember the college basketball game? Like NCAA uh, was is the greatest football ever game ever, and then the NCAA college basketball game was just garbage. Yeah, but the, the NCAA college basketball game was horrendous, and so was NBA Live. So NBA uh, Live is still horrendous. They keep trying. Yeah, EA Sports, like really, just don't just stop with basketball. We don't need it unless you want to do a college basketball game because I'll just take it now at this point. It doesn't need to be good. Uh, but that yeah, it wasn't NBA 2K. It was like 2K college basketball. That game was incredible. I don't know if I played that one. It, I mean, it was college basketball on the 2K engine, so it was just it was just a much better performing game. Okay. Yeah, all I know is whichever EA, the EA college basketball, I believe it was. Yeah, would you have the like the Rough. one with Blake Griffin on it? Hmm. I don't think I ever owned Kevin the game. Love. I played some. I played someone else. I just know it was yeah. horrible. That was one where I was like straight up. I'm just creating a player 99. I'm just gonna have fun. Because <laughs> the game was so bad, I was like, I can't make a shot unless this guy's a 99. And this is the worst thing I did. Is I, I, I didn't realize like in the dynasty mode that like, you know, I couldn't like make my creative player stay in college longer. Like there was no like option to do it. So I made him so good, and I made him a freshman because I'm like, oh, he's gonna play for four years, and then he's a one and done. <laughs> but like God. That defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. The the worst thing of NCAA 14 is when you made a dude and you like, because they always randomize what was important to him. So it's like, all right, all right. I'm Ohio State. I'm going to make a dude. I'm going to put him in Columbus. And then his <laughs> least important thing is proximity to home. And, oh, like, yeah. and you're just watching him like freaking go to like Alabama or something. And then you have to play him. And it's like, this is my guy. This yeah, is my guy. This is my guy. <laughs> 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 recruit bit me more times than it didn't. That was the worst part. 
Yeah, like I literally, I literally had to start making like three and four star recruits, and then making them better because I almost never landed a five star recruit that I created. No, they'd kick. They'd, I got my teeth kicked in by like LSU and Alabama in that game recruiting. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how the recruiting looks. That like, was like the best part of the game, honestly. And I really hope they don't mess it up with like FIFA's like player mode, like their oh, manager mode, and how that's managed. That's that'd be rough. It just needs need to be that. a copy of the last one. Yeah, just carbon copy the last game. I don't need improvements. I just need yeah. a modern. Like the only thing we need to improve is the graphics. That's it. And and obviously the engine is going to be better. But build a new engine. I don't want Madden. I don't want Madden's engine. No, I, no, I'm mad. And honestly, use the same engine. Just make the graphics better. If it's between Madden engine and the and old engine, yeah, I, I I want the old one. Like, I don't even care if the graphics aren't that much better, actually. In hindsight, if it's a Madden engine, I'd rather just not have graphics. Honestly, it's like, I, I don't care. I, I saw it well enough, right? I don't need, I don't need a crowd. I, I don't need to really be able to see the jersey numbers. I know who they are. I put them in there. God, it, it's really funny when you think back at it. like Because I remember uh, I went to... What's that arcade place in Columbus? Is like eight bit arcade or something, or sixteen bit? And I they think had it's like bit. They had the old system set up, and they had NCAA like twelve on it. And I'm like, holy crap! Like just you know, we're just playing modern sports games. I was playing that. And I'm like, I used to log the hours and hours on this game, thinking it was so realistic looking. Now I'm looking <laughs> at it, and these players are actually blocky. Like, what was I doing when I was sitting here thinking this was realistic? Don't matter. Loved every second of it. Too Loved great. That's literally eight. every second of it. The imagination of a child is much greater than any graphics a game system could ever conjure up. Nope. I lost so much money playing that game. Like, oh, yeah. my, it used to be just like seven, eight of us in a room just passing the sticks, and we'd all have like five or ten dollars that we were supposed to use on food or something like that. Yeah, lost so much money yeah. playing that game. I, I just know I was always really good at like you know, they wouldn't let me play with Ohio State back then. Like, you know, Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, didn't really matter who was the quarterback. They just wouldn't let me play with them. But I'd always, like, basically find, like, a carbon copy type team, like good running back, good quarterback that could run, and then just do the same exact offense, switch it to Ohio State's offense, and just basically <laughs> bully them with someone else. Yeah, one of my friends used to like destroy me forever, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because I could never remember my route combinations. So I would always tip when I was passing or running because I would always look at my route combinations. So he would just like 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 send the house and sack me, and I was always mad. And it, it, like he waited like a year to tell me why he was always like beating me. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> like, I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> I remember. My one, my I had a friend, and I know everyone listening to this has these like same memories. So that's why, like, we're just keep riding this conversation for a little bit. Um, when they added the right trigger or the R two button for the pass rush, like my mm. friends wouldn't know, like that their players would get set and like they wouldn't ever hard count with R two on their side, so they just press X and I'd just be like timing it up every time because you'd see the players get set and I'd just be like, all right, time to go, and they'd snap and they'd be like, how are you, how are you getting sacks every time? 
Yeah, I don't know who the guy was. I know who. So there were two teams that I always started out with. I always started out with um, uh, Kansas. No, it's Kansas State. So I had um, Colin Klein, or That's I started bad. out That's with good. Kentucky, and I don't remember his name. I actually think it may have been the Ohio State transfer, but I don't remember his name. But Kentucky had a crazy good defensive end, and he was young. So I, that's why I think it was the Ohio State transfer. I can't remember exactly. Had a really young de- – and I would just R2 at the death. And I would get so many – like, I'd have, like, 20 sacks a year with him. It was uh, it was great. And it was like, oh, I can yeah. always, like, bring these teams up. I don't know why I always played with Kansas State. I think I just did it one time, and then I realized that the quarterback was better than, like, and I was like, oh, well, I got the quarterback. I can figure out the rest. So, Oh, yeah. I remember one time my friend's like, all right, you only beat me because you play with the better teams and stuff. So I played him with Northern Illinois when they had Jordan Lynch <laughs> and just absolutely housed him. And he's like, how do you even know about this team? And you know what, guys? That's why you listen to this podcast. That's sicko energy. This was back when I was like 12. Love it. I can't. A lot more time on my hands, too, bad. Yeah, <laughs> wherever we're podcasting in, in, in 2024, I'm going to have to do, like, I think I might live stream for the first time in my life. I might live stream that game. I know PS5 makes it easy. Like, I don't even, yeah. like, I, I might watch someone's live stream. Like, that's how excited I am. I've never watched anyone's live stream. That's how excited I am for that game. Uh, you know, I was down so bad when, like, COVID hit and football was, like, postponed that I remember when um, – the guy on Barstool had, like, the Coach Doug stuff going on. And I was, like, watching that stuff because I'm like, he sucks at this game. It's kind of It kind of makes it fun. <laughs> like, there's the, the opponent has a chance. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's no sliders. You have to play on a Heisman. Those are the rules we played by. And I, I just cannot wait. You know, it's uh, – there's always that video game meme where it's, like uh, – all those kids on Fortnite, and it's like us, like longtime computer gamers, and like coming in and like just bullying those kids. Uh, and now I'm just like so ready to get back to that level of playing NCAA football. May never lose. That's my goal. <laughs> Not you may never lose. That's hilarious. Not to hear bullying kids. There's adults too. Well. Everyone gets bullied. That, that's how we operate out here. It's a buck off mantra. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the Super Bowl. Let's do that. We've got some Ohio State stuff after that. You know, God, I love that. Like talking about LeBron just let us down in nostalgia conversation. That's what we talk about. That's why we do it. What did we talk about to start the show? Vibes. Oh, the awards. I mean, we started yeah. On the, yeah, we started in the NFL a little bit and then just did like 35 minutes. Down. 30 minutes of nostalgia there. Yeah. Mm. Reminiscing with our guys. Chris and Garrett. No, Nick and Joey. Man, I still that. That was so funny. Uh, the story, like, did you see the videos of Joey Bosa getting into it with the before we get into the Super Bowl with the Eagles fans when they were playing the 49ers? Yeah, I did. I did. He's like, you can't afford them because you're broke. <laughs> it was so funny. They were in his head, 1,000% in his head. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he can pretend that they weren't, but they had uh, <laughs> it's like, they had rental very- property up there. Very rare people get in my head. I, I've been there. I've been where Joey's been. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like, man, I'm just trying to support my brother. Like, I know I lost. Can I like support my little brother? Like, yeah. can I like, can I be an older brother? You yeah, said he had to go do the money thing. That's when you know you're, someone's in your head. Yeah, when all you can have is, I got more money than you. Um, obviously, like, <laughs> no one said you didn't, but I'm, I'm still cooking you right now. Like, I'm still yeah. in your head. Yeah. I paid to be here. You didn't. I'm still in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Me anywhere I go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So um, where do we start? I, I We already kind of discussed the betting. I am going to be wagering. I'll probably tweet out some of my bets, you know, put it public. You know, let's get it all into it together. Um, I'm not making a graphic. I'm tired. It's been a long week. I've got the Harry Potter game to play, so there's no graphics being made. But I will tweet out my bets that I make for the game. And that's that's how I'm going to make it much more interesting than me. And I'm going to bet not like in the smart way where I like break down numbers and stuff. No, I'm going to pick a team tomorrow. And I'm going to get so emotionally invested in their performance that I'm either going to like double what I put in or I'm gonna lose it all <laughs> see with the free bets I just hedge so like if I'm gonna do six bets I do three and three and like I do just do like game parlay so I almost and then I always do like one that someone else picked like you you almost never make oh. money on them but it's it was, like if you do this you're gonna get like $65 I always do like one of those and then I just go crazy with mine so that's how I ended up winning because anytime I do something where it's like I know football and I'm like this is gonna work it never works out. Yeah, you know the worst part for me was like when all these like since there's this app called Picket, um, and it like shows you all these people and you can like see these new betters and they're all hitting parlays and I'm just out here like like eyes like blackening like God I'm out here grinding I've been doing this for three years I don't know how much more I can take this. It's grinding. I can't. I haven't hit it. I've hit one parlay since illegal betting's been there. That's how. And it's not like they've been bad. It's like one leg here, one leg there, and it's like. But that's where I ran into trouble was hedging myself. So I'm not hedging myself this weekend. Yeah, well, it's not my money, so I had yeah. all the time. And by doing that, I've won a lot. So I'm yeah, that's smart. It. I mean, even with your own money, that would be the smart thing to do. I just choose not to do that because. I don't make enough money to. Uh, I'm trying to win it all every time. So yeah, I'm basically going to make this my Super Bowl. That's how I'm going to make this game entertaining to myself. Um, you know, your team, the Colts. I don't know how much longer that's going to be the case. Has won a Super Bowl in your lifetime as the resident Browns fan, and I still don't like to admit that out loud. Um, I, I just think, I, like, this has been my life anyways, like, the whole time. I've literally had to make every Super Bowl more entertaining. <laughs> just, just make it up. Just do it. Yeah. I love the commercials. I love all the aspects of the Super Bowl. I even like the stories they do during the game. It's fun. It's all those people stories. I have never, ever experienced the rise and emotional up and downs of watching a Super Bowl game with my favorite team in it. <laughs> That that is tough. That is That's tough. honestly kind of depressing if you think about yeah. it. 
I have. I was young. I think I had to go to bed both times early. Both times the Colts were in the Super Bowl. My parents were not one of those. Well, we'll let you stay up early. It's the Super Bowl. And then they made it at like six o'clock for kids. Like after I was grown, I was like, all right, well, thanks. I missed my time uh, both times, but all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, and this is like so. When I was younger, one thing uh, my dad's like business partner would always. Uh, host a big Super Bowl party and I was like nine this is when I was like video gaming up like all the time and there was all these like high school kids who'd like play me in Madden and they kept betting me money and I, I made like a hundred bucks at a Super Bowl party that was my best that was my best night ever oh wow I mean dang Michael Vick Atlanta Falcons whatever that game came out <laughs> <laughs> they let you play with Vick yeah they're like this dude's seven there's no way he could win oh that they they were not smart they deserve yeah, whatever. They deserve it. And then one one kid, I, I remember. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna expose this man. He um, said, "Well, what's your favorite team? Why don't you play with them?" And it was the Browns. Uh-huh. And this is when that guy was down bad because guess what? I beat him with the Browns. Oh God, yeah, nah. I would have. I might have had to like accidentally like push you over. Might have had to accidentally like push you over. Like, I don't know what happened. He's crying. Come get your son. <laughs> There's a lot of controllers thrown. Halftime. A lot of twenty one zero skunks. Next. That's when I learned that term. Actually. Oh wow, that's that is <laughs> that's sad. Not for you, gift for them. Yeah. And the funniest thing was I, I I got really good playing on the PSP. That was the best, and then it just translated to the PlayStation so well. I would do anything for them to bring the PSP back. Yeah, right. That they game just was so ahead of its time. They tried to, right. We were playing like full games on the play, PSP. And then they tried to do the Vita, and it was garbage. Like, no, 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 that's not what we asked for. Just better PSP. <laughs> not whatever BS you're trying to give us. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got the Chiefs, the Eagles. Um, it's not good. I think – so the worst game ever as a, like, non-fan was by far – well, there was the blowout with Peyton Manning and the Seahawks. That one was rough. And then there was the 13-3 Patriots over the Rams one. That one was awful. And those are the two worst Super Bowls of my lifetime. I feel like I feel like it's, for me, it's really like any of the ones that had Tom Brady in it. Like, why am I watching this? Um, yeah, I really didn't care about any of the Tom Brady Super Bowls. Um, honestly, if we're going to be honest, if we're really going to talk about it, a lot of the Super Bowls are boring. Yeah, they're not. Well, most championship games are because there's so much into it. And the teams are usually pretty equal. So at the end of the day, or if they end up like the Georgia one, God, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. But, you know, like there are games where both teams aren't like fully putting everything out on the line out of like, you know, fear. I think the best one, like in recent memory, was when the Eagles beat the Patriots. Yeah, I, I that one was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. You had the um, Philly special, you know. You had quite a few fun plays. Like it wasn't like a great football game. You just had some big moments. True, um, and the Patriots lost, which for me, I mean, maybe I'm a hater. I'll accept it, but for me, always makes football better when the Patriots lose. Yeah, last year I drank twelve Coronas. That made it a pretty fun Super Bowl. <laughs> You eat it all? That's how long the game was, man. That's how long it was. 
four hours. I don't know if I could put down twelve coronas. Like I like not. I could handle it and not be like you know blackout. Well, the, but I don't know if my the only, stomach could handle twelve. The issue was I missed all the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's another way to make it fun. Um, all right, so we did the Buckeye research. That's not fun. Trey Sermon's involved. He's technically a Philadelphia Eagle, but what? He's probably the fourth running back on the depth chart. You've got Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott, Trey Sermon. So if he's in the game, something went horribly wrong for the Eagles. Basically, but, I didn't even know he was on the roster. You mentioned it. Yeah, so that's so from that angle, there's really nothing there. Uh, I think the quarterbacks, that's fun. I think there is a lot of fun in that aspect with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I think they're both very good. Well, I, that's not even a hot take. I don't even know why I said that. They're obviously, like, great quarterbacks. Like, Patrick Mahomes basically already a Hall of Famer. All he has to do is just do what he does every year. He'll be in. Jalen Hurts, like we said at the beginning of the show, probably the second in the MVP race. So, the top two quarterbacks getting to the NFL, the Super Bowl, uh, that's fun. Uh, what else? You got uh, buff Batman, skinny Batman. Jason Kelsey, Fat Batman. That's funny. <laughs> so you, got, you got some superheroes involved in the game. Um, um, yeah, I usually hate all of the like annoying things that they do, like the the stories that they try to create. But I am enjoying the Kelsey's mom thing. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah, Especially for sure. If I remember correctly, like neither like their like their dad wasn't in the league or anything like that. So essentially, no. it's like this random ass family that just created like two NFL kids. And like, how often does that happen? Because typically, and, the biggest indicator to being in the NFL is like bloodline. And it's just yeah. like well, we just woke up one day, had kids because that's what adults do, and we were ready for them. And both of them are in the NFL, and they're both very successful. Like one is a Hall of Famer, sure about it. The other one is a borderline Hall of Famer. If he, yeah, if he gets the second ring, he's probably in. It's just like that's freaking nuts. Like, and I think it's funny. Travis Kelsey in high school was a quarterback, and Jason Kelsey in high school was a tight end. <laughs> that's wild. And they both went to Cincinnati, which is interesting because like nobody knows that. Yeah, uh, people like to forget. Uh, um, man, what other angles we got here? I don't know. I think it's just going to be a fun football game. You know, I think a lot of the times you get like you remember, like for like with Tom Brady, you do exactly what the Patriots are going to try to do, and more than likely they're probably going to win the football game. Uh, they still should the Seahawks still should have handed the ball off to Marshall Lynch at the one yard line. So that's still real. Uh, that did happen. Um, but overall, I think this is like the first year in a long time where I think like the two best teams in each conference actually made it to the Super Bowl. Um, hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't think that I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone really believes that the um, the Bengals were the best team last year. Um, the I think Bills, you, might be right. you know, they, you might be right. Like, and you know, if the 49ers won, I think it would have been safe to say that they were the best team in the NFC as well. So, like, 
They like the Eagles had to prove it on the field. So I, I really I think that's a fun aspect of this game. I really also don't think either of these two coaches are going to coach scared. So I think that's going to be fun. Like Nick Sirianni hasn't coached scared at all in the entirety of his coaching career at, with the Eagles two seasons, but still. And then Andy Reid, ever since he got the Super Bowl in his bag, that guy is coached like a little too loose sometimes. <laughs> But I mean, hey, he just lives his best life. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I mean, if you, if I had Patrick, if I was a coach and I had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, like I'm gonna be pretty loose with it too. Let's go cook. Um, this is also fun to bring up. Cliff Kingsbury had uh, Patrick Mahomes in college, um, and it's not necessarily fair because Texas Tech's not great, but look at Joey McGuire's winning games. Um, and he never won more than seven games after his first season. Mahomes didn't? Mahomes had three straight losing records, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Well, they kind of Can you imagine having like arguably the greatest college quarterback or not greatest college quarterback, one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks ever and not having a winning record with him, And then somehow getting an NFL coaching job. That, uh, that in itself should be a crime. Four and 13 was his season this past year. That is, an absolute, that is an absolute crime. Um, and it's like they're not even in like a hard conference either, so <clears throat> who knows what he was doing out there? Uh, yeah. Who knows how? Uh, like really highway robbery. If we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna talk about it, it was highway, highway robbery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we talk about it all the time. We don't count people's pockets. I respect the hustle, uh, especially when it doesn't have anything to do about me. You can't hustle me. I don't got the money like that. But if we're gonna hustle somebody else, that has absolutely nothing to do with me. I love that for you. That's what I, that's what it's all about. He did it, and now he's where they say he was Thailand or something like a one way yeah. ticket to Thailand. Yeah, that's what he said. That's hilarious. And honestly, yeah, I mean, they owed him like forty million dollars. So it's yeah. like, I get you love coaching and you're a psycho and all this other kind of stuff. But like, let's be honest. Yeah, be honest. I don't think he is a psycho. Well. Most coaches are in some way or the other, but either way, he's more we, psycho than me and you. But I don't think he's a psycho to the level of NFL coach. Oh no, that's probably why he wasn't successful. Yeah, I think I think he'll be a great analyst. That's that's what I think for Cliff Kingsbury. He'll be great in the booth with Todd Blackledge at some point. It'll be awesome. Personally, not sure if I want to hear him talk, but like he could be good at it. I don't know. You should know what he sounds like. Yeah, that's actually true. I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Oh, let's keep yeah. it that way. That's better yeah. for everyone involved. I don't know. You know, why. if he, if he like stays in Thailand, I think that would be the coolest way the story could end. Like he just moves there, just doesn't come back. That's a Super Bowl story I want to hear about. You know, Cliff Kingsbury decides Thailand's a place for him. Never comes back. He never comes back, and he. Um, he never comes back, and I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine the the conversion rate. Like he's rich here, he's got to be like insanely rich over there. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea how that works, but 
you know, it's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know. Let's just do our predictions. Who do you got winning the game? Oh, one thing I forgot. Uh, Super Bowl squares. I'm not a fan. What is it? You know, the things where everyone picks the Super Bowl squares, the boxes or whatever they're called. You pick like uh, the Chiefs nine, the Eagles like six. And then if you get like the final, the score at the end of a quarter for each side, right? You win money. Eh, it's like a terrible way to win money. Just bad. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I'm I'm glad that I'm not involved in it. I would like to stay far away from it. Um, like you said, if I'm going to bet, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, um, just bet. Yeah, I'm gonna if I'm gonna put my heart on money to waste, like I, right. I, I want to pick it. I don't I don't want it to be a game of chance. For sure. Uh, let's go predictions here. You, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I can go first. I have the Chiefs, and honestly, I have a real football reason why, but I don't care about that. We we're not talking real football on this show. My reason yeah. is Patrick Mahomes no is not going yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is just not going to lose again. Like, you, like if you think about the progression of his career, right? He's been to three. He's lost two or something like that. He lost in the AFC Championship game last year. He got he was winning and then lost um, to the Bucks. So he hasn't won in, like, three years or so. It's, it's just, like, the natural progression of, like, it's time. And this is not me saying that the NFL is scripted. I don't think it's scripted all the time. I think that there are certain things that are scripted, and that's a conversation we can have another day. Uh, cough, cough. The Saints winning right after Hurricane Katrina. Cough, cough. Uh, Peyton Manning winning right before he was going to retire. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> Ray Lewis winning with that crappy team right before he retired, but not all. Hey, I mean, you're making good points, years. man. Every, every once in a while. Um, it's rigged. But I just don't think that Patrick Mahomes is going to let them lose. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that Travis Kelsey is going to let them lose. And I don't think that there's, a, like, a big enough difference, right? Like, I know the Eagles have the great defensive line and four people with 10-plus sacks and things like that. But Patrick Mahomes is a magician. He's had two weeks to rest his ankle. I, I just think that the Chiefs are going to do it. I've said all year that Patrick Mahomes was coming into this game on a mission. He was going to win MVP again, and he was going to win the Super Bowl because in his head, he, he let other people have it. Like, he, he let you have your fun. He let you enjoy it. Now it's time to take back the mantle. So... I respect the pick. Uh, I, I know we talked about this pre-show, so you already knew I was going to do this, but I'm on the birds. I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not a big Philadelphia guy. I, I don't like sports towns. Um, I, yeah, I do like sports towns. That's not what I meant. I, I think <laughs> the you Eagles like are towns? a little bit. The Philadelphia as a sports town's a little too high and mighty for the amount of success they've had, and that's coming from a Cleveland sports fan who's had basically the same amount of success in the decade. Um, <laughs> So, like, really, it's just like, you guys, they we won a Super Bowl. Congrats. What else have they won? Uh, they've lost three straight. But I'm, I'm really – I like Jalen Hurts. I think his story, his, like, confidence, like him interviewing. He did a few interviews this week that, you know, he's won me over as a fan. Um, when you do that, it's hard for me not to support those teams. And it's not because I don't like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. They're incredibly fun to watch. But I, I could say I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts, and I, I like – 
will root for him if it's an Eagle, if it's a Falcon, if it's a Cardinal. I don't know what bird teams are left in the NFL as well. Seahawk, like wherever he ends up going in his career, I'll probably still root for Jalen Hurts. Um, I like A.J. Brown. I like the team. That's why I think I'm on the birds. And I I just think when you look at the Eagles – they're, they're just playing good football. They they could win in more ways than the Chiefs. I think they could win more. Oh, but like where I think they lose in an ugly game is Patrick Mahomes doing the miraculous thing just one more time. Um, and as long as they could avoid giving up the miraculous play to Patrick Mahomes, as long as they could keep Mahomes, you know, and I'm not saying do the whole drop eight thing. I think they have the guys to where they could play more straight up than most teams. Um you just got to play your football. And I think that's what I think the Eagles can do. And if they can establish a run, which it's been tough to run against the Chiefs. It's also been tough to throw against the Chiefs because they have those two great pass rushers. I just think defensive line, I think the Eagles are a tad bit better. Offensive line, I think they're just a slight bit better. I think that's where the game's going to be won. Um, I can see that. Um, honestly, I'm not Plus against Devontae it. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Those yeah. are two pretty good players. You just gave really good football reasons, so I'm going to give another non-football reason. If I remember correctly, Philly and like two or three different sports has made the championship and then lost. Yeah, the Phillies, the Philadelphia Union. Who else was it? So it was definitely two for sure because they didn't make it in either basketball. I don't think, but the Sixers in all basketball. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I just think that they're doomed. I think that this is the year yeah, that's true. that Philly fans get their hopes up, and then every single and this is not me wishing it, but every single one of their franchise crushes them. So that was basically what it was like as a Cleveland sports fan in 2016. So. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, tw- uh, 2016 is when the um, is when the uh, Guardians Indians at that time blew the lead, right? Yeah, what? Ohio State got 31-0 that year. The Guardians blew the lead. The Cavs lost. That was karma because Cavs were like, oh, how do you throw, how do you go uh, blow a three-one lead? How do you blow a three-one lead? Yeah, that was a meeting baseball. I don't trust me. I was one of those guys. <laughs> I still say it. It's almost my first tattoo. Oh wow! That, you don't have any tattoos? No, that would have been a great one. Yeah, that that would have been that would have been good. I'm trying to figure out what LeBron tattoo I'm getting. It's it's not going to be his face. It needs to be like not his face because that's weird. You do what's he always do on Twitter? The eye emoji and the crown. <laughs> I was thinking of doing just, I mean, this is very direct, but I was thinking of doing his number in the crown. And then, so actually, the idea that I had was I was going to get the 23 in the crown, and then I was going to get this, um, the three with a lightning bolt through it because Dwayne Wade is my favorite player. And like, oh, that's pretty tight. Or like, combine it, do like a 23 with a crown, and then a three has a lightning bolt, and that's one. T- I don't know, something like that. It'd be cool. Um, those are those are our Super Bowl predictions. Back to LeBron. That's what we do. Yeah, it's the off season. Um, we're well, gonna go right to LeBron did this historic, so we, I feel yeah. like we have to talk about it. Have to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys after the break. We've got some Ohio State stuff coming, I promise. And we'll see you guys. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back in, everybody. This is your host, Christopher Rennie. Another episode of the Buck Off Podcast. And I went with my full name. We're going to get real professional here in the second half, get into some Ohio State stuff. We're going to close out the show with Ohio State stuff. What we are going to do today, though, is we are going to talk about realignment. Um, I don't really think this is necessarily, like, big news for, like, the... Ohio State centric people like our realignment's basically done for a little bit, it's what it feels like. Um, but this one's pretty, this is a pretty interesting week of stories. Uh, do you want to start with the uh SEC? Uh, that's what I've been seeing on the internet, secede but SEC capitalized of Texas and Oklahoma, or do we want to go with the Pac 12 failures? Uh, let's let's start on the quote-unquote high note because we don't really care about them and then we can get into the negative all right so texas and oklahoma uh have officially agreed to terms uh close to 100 million dollars buying themselves out of the last year of their contract I, I know a lot of people said the way they were wording it was they got themselves out of the last two years but they really got themselves out of one, right? They still have to play this season in the Big 12, and then they're out. Yeah, um, yep. So, uh, so Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC in 24. Um, UCLA and USC will be in the Big 10 in 24. Uh, uh, the SEC's ESPN contract starts in 24, and the 12-team playoff starts in 24. The only thing big that's happening that doesn't start in 24 is the Big Ten TV contract because that starts in 23. Yeah. All right. So that's where we're caught up. Um, It's time. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, they're moving on. The Big 12. Um, I think this conversation, uh, we're going to have like two Big 12 conversations here. We're going to have the one that affected the Pac-12. And we're going to have the Texas and Oklahoma one. Uh, The Texas and Oklahoma one is interesting to me because they are two incredibly large brands in college football. I think they're both very well accepted blue bloods. I don't think there's really many arguments against the two programs. Programs. Um, and I, I think where I want to start is do you think either of these coaches are prepared to take these programs that are definitely a rung below the best programs in the SEC? It's been proven on the field time and time again over the last few years. Um, and do you think they're ready to step in? Like, where do you see these guys rank? Do you think Sark and Venables can do it? Because I, I know where I stand. I don't think Sark can. I don't think Venables can. I, I just don't think this is going to go well for them at first at all. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think anyone actually thought about this from a, like, a lens of, like, can we compete? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, these programs are so good. They're going to be able to blah, 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 blah. No, they're not. Like, let's be honest. No, they're not. Um, I think that Oklahoma – I think at this point, I don't know because with their coaches and things like that. But, like, are they – are you sure – in the SEC, and I'm not asking you because I think you agree with me, but just in general, are you sure in the SEC they're better than Texas a and That they're I'm, going to I'm, consistently beat Arkansas? That they're always going to beat South Carolina? Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about, like, are they Florida? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like, even 
Florida, like Florida, like despite its like issues, is still like a team of equal talent of those two programs right now. And that's what where, where would you rank Florida right now? Seven, eight in the SEC? Um, I'd have to look at it because I've I've done the rankings before, but yeah, something like that. Like it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be super high. Like I I don't like this thought that they're gonna come in and compete right away. It's it's a joke. Like it's literally a joke. I don't know who thought that that was gonna happen. Who thought it was a good idea? And I'm under the belief that they probably never win. The like maybe that's hard, yeah. but like I don't think that they do. So I I know like Oklahoma's won the Big Twelve a bunch of times, right? Um, Texas won. The, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head the last time they won the Big Twelve. And I will go out. I'm not. I don't even think it's going out on a limb. I was going to say I'm going to go out on a limb here and say. That is not great, but I'm looking it up on their Wikipedia right now, so I'll have an answer for you guys in a second. But uh, I, I'm just not sure that that is a winning area. I don't think that is a place. They haven't won a conference championship in quite some time. It's been it's been a while. And they, and like this is not to disparage conferences or anything like that, but if we're going to be honest about it, they couldn't win the Big 12. I don't know what yeah. makes them think that they're going to come in and win the SEC. Like they're just they are just not going to do that. They like, have not won the Big 12 since 2009. Um over under Seven and a half for both. What would you take first season? Yeah. Uh, I'd take. I'd probably take the over with Oklahoma. Uh, I'd probably take the under with Texas. I think I would take the under with both at seven and a half. Um, the set it it one hundred. It does depend on who um, they play in the off season because that could be an easy win or two. But if they have any sort of real crossover game and they have to do that. I don't think either of them win seven. And if it's eight and a half, I'm definitely taking the under on both. Yeah, I think the max I see either team winning is eight games. And that's if Arch Manning is an all-world talent to recruit, uh, which I don't know if that'll be the case. Yeah. Um, We've had that discussion. We don't need to dive deeper into that. I don't think Sark's a very good football coach either. I think he's overrated. Um, yeah, so it's just like really funny that like like if if you tell me like hey they did this for um, they did this because they wanted the money, I would say okay, that's dumb that's because cool. of how much you were winning. But okay, but the people who are trying to tell me that oh they're going to compete, they're not. Shut up, they're not. Yeah, Texas A&M has, has built one, like, a, and it wasn't even real competitive. I think, what, the most they've won under Jimbo's nine games? And Something like that. That is with being the only SEC team in Texas. That's not, that's not a great sign for either of those two teams. And the thing is, LSU recruits Texas very well. Alabama recruits Texas very well. Um, who, who else is there? Um, those are really the two in the SEC that really steal from the state. And then regardless of how you feel about the rest of the Big 12, Baylor, um, Texas Tech, all those schools have a much clearer path to winning the Big 12 now. And you know what helps you get recruits? 
championships. Would you rather go six and seven in the SEC or play for a Big Twelve championship? Uh, me personally, I would rather pay for uh, play for a Big Twelve championship. And I know somewhere in their sick, twisted mind, they said, "Oh, we can win this conference." Well, I'm here to tell you that you can't. Yeah, and I think Texas. If they get rid of the boosters, not like, you know, you still need the money, right? But if you get rid of their day-to-day involvement, I think Texas is a school with the talent around it to win the SEC. But will it ever get out of its own way since 2009? They have absolutely not been able to. Yeah, but also, like, that's skill talent, right? You win the SEC and the Big Ten, although we could – the, the varying levels. You win them with offense and defensive line. And I will give Texas Texas credit that last year they did get a couple five-star offensive tackles or whatever. One of them started as a true freshman. Like, maybe you're doing that, but who do they have on the defensive line? And getting them is not enough because Texas A&M got every defensive line recruit in the world last year, and it didn't help them. So it's just yeah, like – and it's a funny think, battle. I don't Texas think they're built. Skill players. And they're going to have to go to nine. They don't want to, but they're going to have to go to nine conference games, which stop being soft SEC. Big Ten's been doing yeah, that for a while. I just can't see them winning the majority of their nine games. The only way Texas wins the majority of their nine games is if they merge with Texas A&M. Colleges. I just see teams. I see them annually going four and five or five and four in the SEC, which that's five wins. That means to get to eight, they have to go three and zero outside. If they pick up the SEC cupcake scheduling, maybe they always go eight and four. But I don't see yeah, them I doing think, much better than that. What you've got? If you you have Oklahoma and Texas, right? I mean, if you. Like, I'm, like, going down the list. They're not better than Alabama right now. They're not better than Georgia right now. They're not better than LSU right now. They're not better than, uh, honestly, Ole Miss right now. I would, I'd would i probably take I think, Ole Miss I think over Ole Texas. Miss is, yeah, I, I think Ole Miss and Texas, I would I, I would say, like, that's probably 50, where it starts getting close. 55, 45, depending on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think Lane Florida. Kiffin, you said Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. I yeah. think Lane Kiffin outcoaches Steve Sarkeesian, So Yeah. Uh, well, that's Steve, Steve Sarkeesian is basically just Lane Kiffin. But worse. Like his younger brother, basically. He's just always <laughs> followed him around and just copied him, and he's had similar success. hate that for them. hate that for him because yeah. he's, he's not really that guy. Um, Sark's not that guy. The, yeah. Once he got touched in the chest by the one guy, I'm like, this guy does not have the – like stability to be a head football coach. Uh, I, I really, for me, it's just like at the end of the day, if you really need the money that bad, which you shouldn't, fine. But you tanked your program because he, okay, what is their best case scenario, right? Is their best case scenario Wisconsin? Like, best uh, case scenario, they win, although there's not divisions. So, we can't really say Wisconsin, but let's pretend there's divisions. Their best case of the scenario is their Wisconsin, which means they would win their side of the division at max once every three years and then get blown out by the other team. Yeah, I think that is best case scenario. Like, if they that can't worth it? <laughs> like, was yeah, that worth it? What, yeah, it goes back to what you said. If they can't recruit linemen, that'll not even be the case because that's why Wisconsin is where they get to in the Big Ten. Yeah, like if they're if they can't like – like, are you telling me they're not going to be the Iowa of the conference? I will always yeah. find some way to win, which I don't know if Iowa's going to 
I think Oklahoma would be the Iowa of the conference. I don't think that's um, worth it when you were the Ohio State, when you were the Bama. Yeah, that's, that's what it all comes back down to, too. And, like, don't get me wrong. You're going to be making significantly more money on a year-to-year basis because of this move, and it'll be worth it in the long run, like financially for all the other sports. But for football itself, the biggest money maker for both those schools on campus, bar none, not even close, Um it's just a mistake. Like, honestly, I, I don't feel as strong about that way as USC. Um, but because I, I think USC still has potential. Um, and I think the, I think, like, you put, like, I'm trying to find the right words for this. There's just a lot of, like, benefit from the stability both those programs had in the Big 12. And you're just removing all of that. Like, USC is still going to be the leader in their recruiting area. They're still going to be, like, the main West Coast, like, football print. You know, they're still probably going to be... I'm not going to say like they're a bigger brand than other schools in the Big Ten, but in in Los Angeles, there still is that presence. You know, once you join the SEC, where every single school in the conference is investing into the sport as much as you are, that's going to be problematic. And that's where I feel like USC is going to run to the issue where they put in more money than most of the programs outside of Oregon and the Pac-12. Texas and Oklahoma are finally going to be on equal footing with everybody else and not in the good way. They were way above everybody else from a financial standpoint. And that is where I think our thoughts come like really from it. Everybody cares about football in the SEC. Yeah. And like that, the name, like the name just doesn't ring that well anymore. And I think people are like, you know, I saw people try to say like, oh, they're going to have the SEC tax that's going to make them recruit better. Like, let's be honest, who is like, I I do know for a fact that some people that matters, but Texas, I get that for Texas A&M. You're telling me that there are kids who didn't go to the University of Texas or the University of Oklahoma with the coach that you don't really like, but in general, a very, very successful winning program. You're telling me that you had players that wouldn't go there solely because they weren't in the SEC and they're going to go there now? Yeah, I don't believe that. That is the fan goggles really just speaking out for people. Like, that's just not a realistic way to look at things. Like, you're opening I – and mean, this is how I always saw it. And this is, like, kind of where – like, it, it takes me back to Nebraska whenever they left for the Big Ten. They lost their number one recruiting area in Texas because it just wasn't a place – they were always going to Texas. They were playing six or seven Texas schools a year. And then they came to the Big Ten, and now they have nothing to tell parents. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be in Texas all the time. We'll be in your area three or four times a year. You'll definitely be able to see your kid play. Can't recruit Texas. You know, what it does counter to what I think oh, like Texas and Oklahoma fans think. They think they're going to get a recruiting belt. No, I think it's going to open the doors for the other 14 teams. Yeah, and, and- – They're going to step in and start taking players. Yeah, and even if they did get a slight recruiting bump, it's not going to be when the SEC recruiting bump. Like, that's the thing that people don't think about sometimes. Your roster could be better and your outcomes worse. Like, sure, you have a better roster, but what did you see from it? Because you're playing teams with much better rosters. Like and that's why I think as far as like like UCLA, eh, whatever, right? But they weren't really winning their division anyway. I think 
not immediately and maybe not with their current coach because he can't recruit a defense or a lineman to save his life. But I think USC could absolutely win the Big Ten. I think they could win the Big Ten in their first four or five years in there. Again, maybe not with this coach, but if they got a coach who could get you know a defense going, I genuinely believe that they could. I don't believe that these teams are ever going to win that conference. And I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be harsh, but like you know, football you can't, changes. But yeah, but like you can't tell. You can't. No one can tell me that they are so confident that I'm wrong. If that makes sense, like no one can tell me like, oh, that's the stupidest thing that you ever heard. You may be able to present an argument, but it's not the stupidest thing that I, I, you've ever heard. It's just not because there's a chance that they just don't. Because the the SEC is going to get better too. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where it's missed on a lot of people. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's fun. It's going to be fun to talk about. It's it's a little more fun now that it's going to happen sooner, and we're going to get all these teams moving more at similar times. So it'll be interesting for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like either of those schools, and I think their fans are very much overconfident. So. I mean, it doesn't matter to me when they're losing. And and maybe, yeah. I guess, before we move on, the one thing we didn't talk about that maybe is a reason why they did it is because even if they don't win, if they can get in the top four, they'll make the playoffs. But yeah, that's, that's true. only a Texas thing because Oklahoma was already making the playoffs. So that really yeah. only fits for Texas, in my opinion, because they, they've never made the playoff in this iteration. But, like, if you're okay with making the playoff and that's it, like not actually being, you know, like a really viable, like, contender, you just want to be in there, then sure, you may have, you know, it may have been worth it. Yeah, and you know the thing is, uh, Texas won't have B. John Robinson anymore. So that is true, and I think people are really overvaluing everybody else on Texas's roster. I can't say that they're good. I can't um, say that they're good. That would but yeah, what for sure? Oklahoma went six and seven last year. Was that right, or did they go seven and six? I can't remember. Probably seven and six. I don't. I can't tell oh, you for six sure. Six and seven. It was Three six and seven. Six. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I've just never seen so much hype for eight an eight and five program and a six and seven program. I think that's where it starts bothering me. <laughs> and and then like the conference a, that's hard. That's easier than the conference that they're in. Yeah. Like like I told you this before the show. Like there's just some fan bases that are just starting to irk me because like where is this coming from? Couldn't tell you. Notre Dame got freaking what's his face, Sam Hartman, and now they think they're going to win the national championship. It's like Sam Hartman couldn't beat Clemson. When he, beat. The, <laughs> when he should have had the much better team, but whatever. He's playing DJ. Come on. I don't have to hold back my shots anymore. Mattia's not coming to Ohio State. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's just it, those two those fan bases. It, it's interesting. Uh, the Pac-12 is also interesting. Um, George Kliakoff, you know, I think it was like very widely accepted that Larry Scott was the worst like major conference commissioner like of all time, and then George Kliakoff came on. Listen, I'm not ready to say that George Kliakoff. Is it uh, is worse than Larry Scott? But I think he's bad enough that they need to not give him a chance to be Larry Scott. They need to move yeah. on before it's too late. Yeah. So 
Uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, well, everyone's heard now, I think. Uh, George Kliakoff tried to go to a very pri- uh, very public event privately, which anyone in the world, this is like Celebrity 101. If you actually want to be private, you don't go out in public. Um, no. And George Kliakoff went to SMU, surprisingly. Weird fit, so even more strange for the Pac-12 commissioner to go to a school. And everyone started taking pictures of him at the basketball game and having Pac-12 chants. And, like, it was a lot of fun, right? But at the end of the day, it just shows how down bad the Pac-12 is. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, he wore, like, the U disguise. And I say that because U drops tonight. Oh, yeah. That's exactly yesterday. what I'm doing right after this. <laughs> yesterday, by the time you're listening to this, um, I'm not going to watch it until the full season's out. Because I know I know the half of it's going to end and it's going to make me mad. So I'm just going to wait. Oh, I'm ready to be mad. But, like, like, that disguise only ever works in TV. Like, it only ever works in TV. You cannot actually wear that disguise in real life and think that people aren't going to know who you are. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he, he just looks like you. He just looked hung over. <laughs> that was dumb. Uh, basically, if you're wearing sunglasses inside or, like, a low black hat inside, like, you're asking to like for people to look because like, either you're you look like you're hiding or you look like you're sketchy. So people are going to look at you either way. Yeah. And then like and then on top of that, like that people like a lot of people were just told to show up and didn't know why they were being told to show up. And people didn't know that he was coming like. And, like, I guess you could say, oh, they didn't know that he was coming because they were trying to keep it secret. You weren't trying to keep it secret enough if he showed up. (laughs) You know how many private places on campus there are that you could have held that meeting? You went to a basketball game. Where, like, and SMU is, like, I don't know if they're good at basketball, but their basketball team is popular on campus. Like, it is a big deal there. Um, And you're, you're telling me? Like, it's just stupid. And um, I know you read these articles as well, but now they're they're not going to get the $41 million a year per team figure that he wanted, and now he's mad about it. And it's like, well, what do you think was going to happen when USC and UCLA left? You were yeah. probably going to get that number if they were there, which, guess what, still wouldn't have been a good enough number to keep them there. Um, no. uh, what did yeah. you say before the show? You said, oh, you're, are, those two teams aren't ever going to leave. Guess what? They left. Um and the uh, other conference beat you to negotiation. And this the, yeah. that is your fault. The second part's not your fault. But they literally took a light deal. So now no one's going to give you more money because they didn't press for a good deal. And they're going to be like, why would I give yeah. you more money when I didn't have to give it to them? And they arguably have the better teams than you. Arguably. Yeah, and when you, when you look at the new Big 12, like, it might be, like, I think Oregon's probably the best of, like, the two conferences. For sure. Like, when you look at the two. But after that, it's pretty even, I'd say. Like, I, I, I'd say Oregon had or the Pac-12 has Oregon and Utah. Those are probably the top two teams. Um, and then after that, it's pretty even going down that list. Um, TCU was just in the college football playoff. Baylor's consistently winning games. Yeah, TCU um, and Baylor is essentially Washington. And the, um, I don't know who else you want. Like, they're essentially the, Washington. <laughs> the Big 12 has. So Oregon's made the playoff, right? Washington's made the playoff. So they'll have two playoff teams, right? 
the Big 12, the current Big 12, has two playoff teams. And the difference is uh, they have the same amount of wins, right? If I'm doing the math right. And they have a national champion, the Big 12, a recent one in UCF, Central Florida. Suck on that, Pac-12. So did you really think you were going to get the $41 And then let's take it a step further. When you look at it from a basketball conference standpoint, the second biggest moneymaker, you've got Houston, a big basketball school. Cincinnati, a big basketball school. I I don't think they're doing too great right now. Um, Who else is it? West Virginia, a big basketball school. Kansas State, a big basketball school. Kansas, how did I miss Kansas? Like you've got six, like BYU is a big basketball school. So you've got seven big basketball schools on top of that. So in the top two sports, like, are you really telling me the Pac-12 is in any better of a situation? Um, No. You can't tell me that and really, really believe it. Because, yeah, yeah. we all know that basketball doesn't push the needle, but like it doesn't. It doesn't put its push, it doesn't put its foot on the gas, but it can push the needle a little bit. Like it can it yeah. can do that that little thing where it's like when you're trying to separate two things, like it can be that little thing that kind of like separates them and they have the basketball and you don't. Yeah, and I I'm I'm thinking through the new Pac twelve, like you got Oregon Washington, um Colorado, you got Primetime. That's that's something to be excited about, but he's not raising the T V deal. But not like, by not, himself. Yeah, it, you've got Utah, like no offense, Utah, but it's not like the biggest market in the world. It's not the biggest alumni base in the world. Uh, and like I'm, I'm a, like living in Utah a little bit. I was definitely more a Utes guy growing up. But BYU, I mean, they've got a whole religion behind them. You can't trade that. It's like Notre Dame in like a little bit of a different sense. Um, and I'm just looking at this. I'm just looking at the new Pac-12 and the two options they're trying to bring in: SMU and San Diego State. Like, are you really telling me you expected – and, like, don't get me wrong. The Big 12, I don't think they could have got more money. I think they got the best deal they could. Maybe they could have pushed for $50 million, like, given how the Pac-12 kind of falling apart. But I really just don't see where Kliakov thought this was the plan. I don't think he really thought it through. And like that is that is unfortunately becomes the problem with bringing in these outside guys and bringing in these guys with too big of an ego. Like and this is why I'm I'm listen man, I'm really really hoping that they don't do this with um the Big Ten and bring out bring in the outside guy who doesn't know anything like this is this is not I'm sorry this is not the time for the outside guy hire it's just not please don't do that we need a guy who knows the sport because if he does not there's a very good chance that they're going to mess it up and I'm really hoping that they look at the pack tw- the pack 12 and be like not the guy we, we we want someone that knows what's going on here yeah, and so looking all right. So looking at the member schools in the Pac-12, right? University of Arizona. Who's their coach right now? Uh, the guy from the Patriots. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he goes there for a little bit. Um, you have Arizona State. Kenny Dillingham. I, I like the fit, but does that like move the needle for anybody? UC Berkeley, Cal. Not a great football program, basketball. Not a great like they're they've definitely shifted their focus. They're more like Stanford now. Um, like I said, UC Boulder, um, 
It's a good school. It's a good school. They, they have a lot. They've got momentum. Oregon, Oregon State, great. You know, like those aren't necessarily the greatest brands. Stanford, Utah, Washington, uh, Washington State. Looking at all the coaches, I love Kalen DeBoer. I love uh, – I'm blanking on his name, Utah's coach. Uh, Stanford's got a new coach, I think. But he got him from Sac State, like – that's not necessarily like a hire that's like we're a big-time football conference. That's not a big-time football conference hire. Like they've got Dan Lanning right now and primetime, and those are the only two big-time hires that are like – and we don't even know if Deion Sanders is actually going to work. It's just all excitement for them right now because he chose them. Um, yeah, not for any real reason, it's just that. That's the excitement for that reason. Yeah, and honestly, you can say the same thing about Dan Lanning. We don't know if that's going to work. And especially because the little success that they had last year came with freaking Bo Nix having a resurgent year. And I, I just want everyone on the podcast to think about this for a second. Do you really believe that Bo Nix is going to do it again? Like, I know or, we didn't believe that he was going to do it last year. Do you really believe that he's going to do it again? Yeah, and even if he does do it again, do we really believe that he can beat Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama? Do we really believe that? No, no one believes that. And I'm not saying anyone believes that about the Big 12 schools, but there's like three or four programs in there that aren't Texas or Oklahoma that I can see making the playoff next year. I only see really one in the uh, Pac-12. I, I don't think that you'd be wrong in that. I really don't. Um, and, and, and like, I want to be clear. I like Utah. I do. I really like their story and, and, and like their toughness and blase, blase. We go on forever, forever. But if Utah is the best team in your conference, you're the Mountain the West. Most, and, and maybe I won't even say best because they were the best this time because they won. But your most marketable, your moneymaker, your like, like, this is what's bringing in the dollars. This is what makes people want to watch and care about us. You're not doing it right. Yeah, I will tell you, there are uh, at least I, I'd say all the brands are at least equal to Utah. Like, I'd say Cincinnati's on pretty equal footing to Utah. I'd say BYU's on pretty equal footing to Utah. Houston is on bigger footing just because they're just a huge school and they have the Fertitta family. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I just – I think – I mean, we're on the same page with this 100%. I think most people listening are on the same page with this. Um, I just don't think the Pac-12 understands. It's really – I, I know we had this debate before the year, like who's better between the ACC and the Pac-12, and I, I thought it was the Pac-12. I, I'm i still not very high on most of the ACC, but from a conference being run standpoint, the ACC clears absolutely uh, the Pac-12, and that's saying something. That's saying something significant because before the Big 12 and the Pac-12 negotiated their contracts, we thought the ACC was dumb. And now and, they're looking like geniuses compared to the Pac-12. And they're still dumb. The The thing is, where it's different is the people who ran that, did that contract for the ACC are no longer there. So the people that are being, that are there are suffering essentially due to someone for else's mistakes. Work, yeah. But like the people who are running it now are just straight up much better than the people who had it previously. Yeah, without a doubt. And 
I think that's where it is. I, I think, and don't get me wrong, the Pac-12 was in a tough place, but they had a lot of good names. Like USC and UCLA are still exciting names. I mean, like as Big Ten people, like we were excited when like that happened for a reason, and we would love to get Washington and Oregon added to this group and get like a Western pod out there. Um, because they're still big names. Like Washington and Oregon are historical names, but that doesn't put you over anymore. Like you need to have an alumni commitment to the sport. Yeah. And I don't see enough of those teams in the Pac-12. I and just do not. Well, not only that, to that point, the Pac-12 isn't doing enough to make them want to stay. Like at the end no, of the day, especially because everyone's doing shorter contracts, right? So if it is a six year, which is fine, six years is probably when the Big Ten's going to want to expand again. I don't think with all the things going on, they're not going to want to expand. You're, or even if it's four and they pay off the last two years, you're not doing anything to make them not interested in the Big Ten. So now they're just sitting there twiddling in their thumbs, waiting for the Big Ten to say we're open for business again. Where if you really yeah. locked it down, you could convince them like, hey, there's extra playoff slots there's this you have less but all these other kind of things and you're making good money but saying hey all your games are going to be on amazon hey you're going to get less money than i promised you're going to be a laughing stock like even because the pac 12s have some of the best games nobody what like a lot of them yeah, don't watched- like pac 12 after dark which is weird because it's a decent time over there but they don't like pac 12 only- after dark you have to continue to play pac 12 after dark that's the only way we could get money. Like all of these things are going to be like, hmm, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should yeah. exit. So it's just everything is coming up negative for them at this point, in my opinion. The only window ESPN's interested in is the after dark, the ten thirty window with the Pac twelve at this point. And they don't even like playing they, it. They don't even. They, yeah, that's a, that's the funniest thing is like. They were like, no, we'll never play football at 9 in the morning to get on Big Noon kickoff. You won't play it at 9. But literally, I literally had to ask this question in somebody's mailbag. I'm like, am I tripping? They're three hours behind. Pac-12 after dark is at 6.30 or 7.30 their time. That's normal for us. You're playing a game at 7.30. We play games at 8, 8.30 yeah. all the time. And you're complaining about a game at 7.30. And they're like, well, over there, there's nightlife. There's other things. They don't want that. You don't want a night game. You don't want a 7. Yeah. Like, you're complaining about a 6.30 or 7.30 game. Okay. Yeah. I, you're just not serious. Like, it's really um, – it's all about the TV. And, like, the Pac-12 relying so much on the East Coast and, like, the – other college football watching areas to give them that extra viewership and they hate it, but that's the only way they're going to get it. The only way they get to the number in most of their games is when they play a team from one of the other conferences or they play in a window where the other teams aren't. And that's just the way it's going to be. And, uh, and that's why they're all going to be streaming again. Hopefully they're easier to find because there's nothing worse than being like, oh, this game sounds pretty fun to watch. And then you go through the channels. You're like, oh, Pac-12 Network. That sucks. Oh, God. Oh, don't even get me started on the Pac-12 Network. That was the worst. I, that, wasn't, that was the worst. And now it's going to get even worse. Um, because I think it's funny. I think the Big Ten set the standard. Uh, multiple partners. Uh, shout out to Kevin Warren one more time. Even Fox, though they hate him, TV. 
Even though they hate him. <laughs> NBC. No more ESPN for all you guys who just hated on ESPN for so many years. You did everything you guys wanted from a TV standpoint. It, it's like, I, I hope it doesn't turn into the the thing where, remember in Spider-Man when Tony Stark died? That's not a spoiler. I, I almost said spoiler alert when Tony Stark died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't want to trigger anybody, uh, but you see, yeah, it's not a spoiler, but you might have needed to say trigger warning. Yeah, uh, when Tony Stark died, and he's like, everywhere I go, I see his face. I hope that's not what it's like with Kevin Warren. I hope the next commissioner at least like makes me not think about Kevin Warren's face. The only reason I want to see Kevin Warren's face is because he's up there with Justin Fields holding a Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, which is fun because I'm about to be a Bears fan because the Colts are they're ru- they're going to ruin it. Like I just know they are. They're ruining it. You're ruining it. Like. I'm ready to give up being a Colts fan. They're going to draft Will Levis, and Will C.J. Stroud is still on the board, and I'm going to just have to give up my fandom. Hey, that's Ursay's guy, bro. You could just tell. It just it's, makes too much sense. Which is why I'm over it. I'm over it. So, Yeah, it's basically for you, Jim Ursay sells the team, or you're not a Colts fan anymore. Basically. And he's not going to do that. So, Bears, here we go. Yeah, Chai Town. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we could. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? I, I know we've kind of had a little bit of a spring roster discussion. Um, I don't know. We probably don't have time to get into what we wanted to get into. Um, yeah, I mean, really, I think yeah. I think if we wanted to do that next week, we could probably yeah. set the I table for it a little full spring like roster all stuff. This time. Because then we okay, won't have the cool. Super Bowl and stuff to worry about it. So, yeah, that gives me time. To some I think I can need to change a couple of things on this, but I did create a whole depth chart and I color coordinated it. So, yeah, uh, plan it out a little better. You know, yeah. get some category. You know, me, I like my categories. I Absolutely. like my, making everything a little bit of a game. And the thing is, you know, we um, only have a couple episodes left for, before the Overlords kick us out. So. Uh, damn overlord you guys will get more context on that soon we still want a place to post yeah <laughs> we, uh, we need more context on it first <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah overall uh, I, I don't know I don't have anything else to talk about I, I think we could we could honestly go in uh, and talk about how bad the Pac-12 is for hours uh, yeah, I would. I would have no complaints about that. There's, there's like a whole historical context behind it. Like, you know, like we were so blessed with Jim Delaney for however long, and you know, we 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 like kind of talked about the negatives of him at the end. But overall, just from a college football standpoint, he was very similar to Craig Sankey in the fact that. He kind of saw things. And then, you know, Kevin Warren did laps from a business standpoint around Greg Sankey because Kevin Warren has like 95 college degrees. Yeah. And, and I, I I do think the thing, though, is that it's not a bad thing that it was time for Jim Delaney to go. He was the old guard. But when he was there and when he was in his prime, he was really like running laps around everyone. His only problem is that the team's weren't winning on the field and like that's the yeah. winning on the field is why everyone has the sec better and you can't really complain too much about that that's just kind of the way it is but um 
the Big Ten commissioners have been arguably the best commissioners. And I think the reason why people think the SEC's commissioner is the best is because he's just the longest running. He's been there the longest at this point. Yeah. And he got lapped in TV negotiations. So literally move him down down the power rankings. Uh, You know, that's the lesson I think everyone should learn. Um, You can't be getting your money from one basket. No, that's just dumb. Especially when you're a conglomerate the size of the Big Ten or the SEC. There is zero reason the SEC should have just went with just ESPN. Except that they are already in cahoots with them, so. Yeah, deep cahoots. It's even worse now. Be ready for the E-S-E-C-S-P-N, whatever. I don't know how to say it. I've never – it only makes sense when it's typed out. That's not something, like, you could, like, verbally say. Yeah, it's E-S-E-C-P-N. I think you said it right. You just you weren't confident in it. You, you weren't yeah, sure that you said didn't it. Didn't say right. it with my chest. Did not say it with my chest there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say bet your house on the birds. That's what I got left. Um, I'm gonna go see if there's anything else that like I missed today. Like quick touch on the topic. Oh, Harry Miller was invited to the White House. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that did happen. That, that, did that was happen. cool. A lot of people were like, I don't know how people got mad about that. Um, I remember I saw, I, I saw one comment. That was that happened the day. And I was like, I log on. I was like, I bet you Joe Biden won't remember it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting off Twitter. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not even a good joke. Listen, there are so I, many jokes you can make. This was a good joke. You know, I, I, I lead people to their own devices at this point. Yeah. The one thing I think so I have not been on like Twitter all that much the last like two weeks and it all started when people are like Demar Hamlin's dead and I'm like this is too much for me people get lives touch grass that's when I realized I need to go touch grass touch some grass please 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 touch grass and listen to this podcast we're not gonna, we're not gonna do you know go outside put your headphones in and touch some grass with Buck Off Podcast in your ears. It was, we're in the middle of fall spring for those in Ohio so now is the absolute perfect time to touch some grass because it is warm outside I, I almost to, went to the pool today no, I'm just <laughs> I, had to, I had to help a friend move some stuff just like fill up a carload it wasn't too crazy I was in shorts and a hoodie should I have been shorts and a hoodie probably not but I wasn't it was just a couple things and I wasn't about to go put on a whole like sweatsuit and it wasn't that yeah. bad so like yeah fall spring is really is really out here right now and so so, um, yeah, I, think, I was walking some grass. I was walking my dog today and I was hoodie shorts. You know, I was like, it's kind of nice out. And by the time I got back, I felt sweat. And I'm like, that is not cool. It's February. Too hot out. That's why we love fall spring. Because fall spring, knock on wood. Well, we all know it. It's Ohio. We're going to get one big snowstorm in like a week and a half. Yeah. Fall, spring is hit. And that's just how the world works. Yeah, 100%. So uh, we'll leave you guys with fall, spring. Um, guys, uh, Super Bowl weekend. Enjoy. Uh, let's go final thought. What's the uh, best Super Bowl food like at a Super Bowl party? There's one answer. And it's wings. And it's all wings, wings. And it will always be wings. It will never not be wings.
That's the truth. Uh, I think a runner-up. It's not really a meal. That's why. Or like, it's not something you can really eat. But buffalo chicken dip. Uh, that's solid. I'm a big believer in that. What was the? Uh, I don't know. I, in California, there'd be like uh, taco bars. Mm. Those are pretty solid. Those are. Those were built pretty different, actually. I could definitely like mess up some taco that, during the Super Bowl. Like, no, no why. Like my personal best one, but I understand why it's not everybody's because that's just not like a national thing. That, like, it's really possible everywhere. Very, yeah, very regional, and you'd have to, you know, obviously be able to get good tacos and things like that. But uh, out in California, no, that that one hundred percent makes sense. I'm with that. Um, I reach for sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, let's, if we're gonna talk about it, and we got and we gotta talk about it, the answer is unequivocally, the answer is wings. Yeah, no, uh, and, that's and, the best. That's the best football food, though. Yeah, of all Here. variety too. Like it doesn't matter what kind of wings you can make them at home. I'm making my own wings this time. You can do dry boneless. rubs. You can do a ah, boneless wings or chicken tenders. I guess I lie. They it are, matter what type of wings. Um, they are, but like you know, you always have the kid. You got to worry about the kids. Yeah. All right. All right. You're right. I won't. I won't discriminate against boneless wings today. Boneless. But like once you're over 13, just eat with the bone in, man. Come on. Yeah. Maybe even like. A 11. Unless you're, and I want before I say this, I want to clarify I am not being sexist and I feel like I shouldn't have to clarify it but I'm just going to say it. Unless you're a woman with long nails who don't want to get dirty because my fiance is one of those. If she has on her long nails, she's not eating um, bone and she's not eating bone and wings. If you're over 13 or you have or male woman other who has long nails and you don't want to have to clean out your nails, that's the only reason. You should be eating. That's why I'm not eating wings this weekend. Yeah. If I had them on, I'd have to take them off. The wings are too important. Like, Go birds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys saw that. I wish that was recorded. That would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else. I, I think this was fun. We didn't really... This was the most... It's like our most non-serious show since like last July. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, we were just, we were just on here. We are just on here. Yeah. That was loose. That was that's what it's all about. You guys, you guys should appreciate this one. Yeah, this uh, is but the yeah, epitome of just a conversation amongst friends, just yeah. talking. There's a Star Wars game out new. These people just want to steal my money. Yeah, I'm not gonna get that. But I, I, I'm not in the Harry Potter all like that. But the things that I heard you can do with Harry Potter, I'm probably gonna buy that game. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. I'm waiting. I've got you. I got all these shows coming out. I got Harry Potter. Then I'm gonna have Star Wars in a few months. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. It's not gonna be as. It's not gonna be as um, depressing without football. There's things going coming on. Actually, I'm finally gonna yeah. buy Ghost of Tsushima, which came out like two Ooh. years ago. I heard that was gonna be a grinder. That'll yeah, it'll be a fun one. I might actually um, beat. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is like the longest game I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> it's like the one thing I hear everybody say about it. It's like, it's not a good game. It's not a bad game. No one talks about the level of game it is. It's just like, it's the longest game I've ever played. Because after a while, it doesn't matter that it's a good, if it's a good or a bad game. It's just like, holy crap, am I still playing this? And how much yeah. further do I have to go? Like, I'm going to find out how many hours I put on that game, and I'm going to tell you. I, I have to be in like the 60s and 70s. Uh, I hate when that happens. 
<laughs> they're like, yeah, man, I could have. And I'm probably only like two thirds of the way through. Like, it's not even oh, like yeah. one more mission and I'm done. No, 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 no. I, I got some time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's off season. Um, eventually, this show is going to get into recruiting and stuff. But until then, this is the Buck Off Podcast, and you can follow me at Chris Rennie CFB. Where can we follow you, Jordan? You can find me at Jordan W three three zero. Perfect, and we will see you guys next week with some Iowa State football stuff.